0: Yes! What is up everybody? It is draft season. It's been draft season for a while, we just haven't really talked about it, but I have been thinking and talking a lot about it. This is the Fantasy Chumps Podcast, bringing you the second annual NFL mock Draft and joining me as always are my great co-hosts along with myself, John and Nate. John, you had a late night. Do you think that will impact how you draft today?
1: Late night, early mornings, we're stressed out, we're feeling the pressure, clock's <clears throat> counting down, we'll see if we can perform.
0: Good, good. Nate, Nate, how are we feeling today? You look a little bit more rejuvenated than John or I, so.
2: I do, I, I, last week I called for an early Saturday morning recording, um, You guys were kind enough to agree with me and entertain the idea. Uh, It seems like it's kind of backfiring today. So this was kind of an experiment, just a test run, and I don't know if we'll ever be doing that again. So I
1: apologize. You don't don't happen to be referencing my text at nine oh (laughs) one? Nothing else, but this was a mistake.
0: It was (laughs) no correlation. No no correlation at all. Uh, So yeah. These can kind of take a while, so we'll just launch kind of right into the question of the pod. This is courtesy of myself. It, it was not a shower thought, but it was one of those, like, I was driving home, you know, just, like, your random car thoughts. All right, so taking the roster and, like, the coach of the team, and you can't pick the Chiefs, which NFL franchise would you want to play for? Play for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, you can't choose, like, you can't say, oh, I want to go play for the Bucks and be on Tom Brady's team. You know that? Taking roster mm-hmm. and the coaches out of it. So it's just like what franchise, you know? Oh, okay. I'm yeah. s- I see. Yeah, so you're so like... like in- okay,
2: you said no coach either? No coaching yeah, staff? no coach. So, like, so it's all the, like random.
1: Like the stadium, the city, and the fan base?
2: Essentially, yeah. Oh, I, mm, that's kind of tough. It, it's tough, right? The business side of me wants to say Miami because... Is no taxes, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, but yeah, yeah, like,
0: is that your uh, choice, Nate? The the Dolphins. Honestly, no, probably not. I would say I don't know, but you can take into account the history of the team too, right? Yeah. So, like, past players or whatever, but like,
2: it would be pretty miserable. But like playing for the packers would be unreal. I don't really love the organization, but just like the history of it is would be really cool. It but it would be absolutely freezing for every game.
0: <laughs> right.
2: So that would be kind of tough, but
0: you pick the packers
2: though. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with the packers.
1: All right. Sure. John? <laughs> My answer's is gross. <laughs> it's really gross. What is it? I think it's the Cowboys. Oh like gross. you get to play in okay, okay. I went the opposite direction as Nate. You get to play inside, there's no income tax, and like they're America's team. Like they just are. I okay,
0: mean, they're not.
1: I mean they just are. No. I
0: hate that scene. Like I don't
1: like it, but it's a reality.
0: They're I mean, the most
1: Go look at the like the top ten most watched games of all time. Like seven of them are Cowboys games.
0: Yeah, because they used to be good.
1: <laughs> no, like last year, like week eight.
0: Oh, okay. top ten
1: games. All like, yeah.
0: yeah. But okay, well, those. Are two what was years. What's your answer? So I was between two. Um, do you want me to give you my runner-up or my my first place first?
2: Sure, runner-up first.
0: So my runner-up was the Minnesota Vikings, because hmm. it seems like they have a cool stadium seems like their fans are pretty, you know, passionate about them. They play mm-hmm. inside, which is nice. But my winner is the Tennessee Titans. Wow. I, I did, well, Tennessee also doesn't have income tax, which I wasn't thinking of. But I just think Nashville's like a cool city. Like, oh, I awesome. could yeah, oh, I can definitely see myself like living there. And it's not like a, a New York or an L.A. And I feel like they yeah, have I mean, pretty good weather. So I. My my answer was the Titans after thinking about
2: it. Now if we're gonna if we're gonna start basing this off like jerseys, I think the coolest oh, yeah. jersey is the I like the all black Saints. Those are the coolest Those are jerseys, cool. I think. Wow. So I Saints
0: see Normans. Yeah, so, so if you if you had to base your answer off jerseys, what would you wanna play? Okay, just jerseys. Oh that's yeah. been I'd probably pick the Vikings, dude. I think they're, they're You like the purple? I just think the purple with the the like Viking horns is just so cool. I don't know what yeah. it is. I've always loved it. I mean you got one, John.
1: Ooh, I don't know. Mine's kind of gross. Like
0: <clears throat>
1: gross answer. Like the uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna regret saying this. The commander's jerseys <sighs> actually aren't that bad. They're really, cool. yeah. right. I like the color scheme though. Like, I, I love that like maroon color. Like, I think maroon yeah. yellow looks like so good together. Really, doll bears, go Dull bears. bears.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. If I could go back in history, coolest jerseys to play in are definitely the St. Louis Rams. I love those jerseys. Those jerseys when it was cool. like the when it was like the dark blue and the
0: gold. I, those things were so cool. Yeah, then they may moved. But <laughs> um, okay, so before we launch into the, the draft or the mock draft, the only real news that's come out is I think we all know Debo Samuel has requested a trade. We can only spend like a, a minute or two on this, but do we think he okay? For, I'm, I'll ask you one question. Do you think he's going to get traded? And if so, just give me your top landing spot uh, for fantasy. Uh, Who do I want to spring up on this? John. Uh, um, (laughs) Yeah. I
1: mean, so there's a lot of different ways to look at that from a fantasy perspective of like, you know, where he's going to get the most target share or where I think he'd be most productive. Um, I think like the trades with Jimmy G are like super fascinating. Like I've, I've seen Jimmy G and Devo to Carolina. I think that's a really interesting trade to think about. Yeah. Um, but I i don't know. It's like, so I'm going to say the Jets. <clears throat> oh, that's my answer. I, that is I, struggled, my answer too. I struggled to like see Devo oh. being dynamic as a Jet, though. And I think it's just because the Jets are such a garbage can of an organization. <laughs> but like. It's hard for me to picture anyone like going to the Jets and being good. Like you could send Tyree be like, uh, yeah. I'm I just sure. I can't see it. So that's that's the short answer, but kind of a weird yeah. one.
0: Nate, do you have a backup answer from the Jets? Not really.
2: No, I feel like the Dreads are probably the one team that I think would be aggressive enough right now, and like in dire need of wide receiver help to really pursue Debo, but. Uh, yeah, I. it doesn't excite me at all. It definitely doesn't excite me for fantasy. That could really be a sad waste of talent if you went to New York.
0: So my backup answer is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Wow. I I also have a They do have the draft player. capital for that. They have
0: the draft capital. like, And it'd basically be a way for them to invest good in their wide receiver core, but also being like, hey, uh, Jalen Hurts, if you don't do well with – you know, Devo, Devontae Adams, not Devontae, Devontae Smith, and uh, Dallas Goddard, you know. Then we'll go find somebody else next year. But, Mm -hmm. John, you said you have another one?
1: Okay, quickly, back up answer. They also have the draft capital trade forum, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I don't know why that wasn't my first mm -hmm. answer, but, like, uh, hello, like, they have – 53, 59, 92, 132, along with picks twenty two and twenty-eight. And I think that would be like an incredible spot for Debo. Like
0: yeah,
1: I think Aaron Rodgers and Debo would work so well together.
0: I could I could see because like yeah. he would target him. <laughs> <laughs> All he needs okay. is the ball Ooh. in his hands,
1: right? Oh, it would be wild. Like if they if they could do you think they could trade like pick – 28, 53, and 92 for him.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think if I was the 49ers, I'd and think that.
1: They'd probably get something back, too. Oh, that would be such a good trade.
0: I think so. That's a good one, though. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Just something to monitor. If he gets traded on draft night, though, I'm just going to be – I don't know. It's going to be like second Christmas again. Or I guess first Christmas of the year. But I- – what if it's in the cheese? It won't be the cheese. Still Christmas? No. <laughs> no about Still Christmas? <laughs> no, definitely not Christmas. Uh, we're not getting into that. Let's get into the actual mock draft we did, boys, uh, or that we're doing live. Excuse me. So, um, we kind of, what we decided to do is do like every third pick we do, which we kind of, we, we already kind of agreed that we're going to kind of, help each other with the Chiefs picks once we get there um, a little bit since we're all Chiefs fans. Um, No trades because we'd probably be all here all day. So just no trades, just straight up. So it won't be accurate at all because I can guarantee you there'll probably be at least like two or three trades on draft day. So I got the wonderful selection of being the Jags. And since we didn't do trades, I didn't, (laughs) didn't vouch for that very hard. I looked at I didn't really look very hard. It's going to be Aiden Hutchinson, so (laughs) it's – yeah. So next –
1: Are are (laughs) there any lines on Aiden Hutchinson? Is is there any
2: money that can be put on that? There's no way. Oh, is there any money that can be put on it? Yeah. There's no no way, right? Uh, I bet the odds are, like, horrible. I bet it's – I mean, I bet it's a huge – very unlikely that he's going to
0: get – Because I remember – They're going to pick anybody else. (sighs) Who's the number one pick last year? Why can't I? But but there was like no odds on him. Right. Yeah. Last year. Dang. Who Who was was it last year? It was also the Dugs, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's no way. Like, there was no line on him. I remember asking Nate, I was like, hey, how much free money can I win? And Nate was just like, it's not even an option. I was like, oh, okay. There is there is this is
2: actually very interesting so usually for like draft like order props
0: yeah
2: it'll have like the player's name and then like over under like (sighs) like three and a half or something for like and that's how you bet is if they're gonna get picked before that yeah draft position so aiden hutchinson right now is one and a half oh under one and a half is 190 minus 190 easy so, uh, 19 to win $10 pay. Okay. All right, we'll
0: talk after this about that. Uh, which yeah, is I'm interesting, not... <laughs> yeah. Uh... But anyway, because if it was two and a half, that's free money. Anyway, uh, next, John, you have the Lions and you have basically everybody else besides Aiden Hutchinson to choose from.
1: That, that is a astute description of the <laughs> players who are available to draft. Thank you. Um, I now understand. So, <laughs> I went. With, <laughs> I went with Thibodeau. Um, not much to talk about here. But the man is an absolute beast, and I think, like, I think it's important to like discuss the reality of of how GMs draft um, because their job very much so depends on it. In a few years, so like with Thibodeau being such a top. Prospect, if you pass on him and he turns into a Pro Bowler, you're definitely going to hear that in your exit interview. Whenever your team is still below 500 in three years, um, so I think it's something important to factor in. I and mean, I think he's just one of those guys that you can't pass on. He's only 21. He had uh, nine sacks, I think, last year, and he had like 27 hurries. So he was he was a beast. Yeah, um, yeah, just kind of, kind of an athletic freak.
0: I wish the Chiefs would fall follow the Chiefs but that, or at least
1: so we can trade out. That'll
0: never happen. Nate, you um, have that
1: would be a heck of an over. <laughs>
0: yes, Nate, you have the Texans. Where are you kind of going with this one?
2: Well, I will comment on Thibodeau real quick. Uh, draft order prop for Thibodeau is over under four and a half. Uh, I don't so, that, uh, under under four and a half is the favorite right now, and it's
0: minus 165. Because if, if the Lions don't take him, okay, because there's no way the Giants wouldn't take him. So, mm-hmm. clearly that's what they mm-hmm. <laughs> Um
2: But, yeah, okay, so Texans are on the clock. Uh, we were talking about this before the show and determined that they – They have needs at every position, Um, but I went ahead and took Evan Neal, um, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Um, I don't think that they'll be moving on from quarterback this year. It kind of seems like they'll probably stick with Davis Mills. Who's the backup now in Houston? Do you remember? It doesn't really even matter, but uh, I just, I think, yeah.
1: This is kind of a – I have never thought about it.
2: Um. But, yeah, it'll – I think this will be a good foundation to build on. Evan Neal's a good player, definitely the top tackle in the class, in my
0: opinion. Uh,
2: but, yeah, Evan Neal, Houston Texans.
0: Uh, so, I have the New York Jets. Uh, I feel like they could go a lot of different ways with this. I just feel like I've heard a lot of smoke about Ahmed Gardner's sauce to the Jets. With Robert Sala being a defensive guy, that's kind of why I went with that. It wouldn't surprise me if they went like a Quanu or maybe like a Trevon Walker as a DN, but I, I feel like Sauce would be a pretty good fit for them. So, moving on to the Giants with John.
1: Yep, kind of another lame pick here. Um, Charles Cross to the Giants. Um, they, they have a lot of needs, and they're not going to turn into a contender with this pick, but kind of one of those things that in three years, they'll be happy that they made it. So,
0: That's not, not a whole lot to say. No, you're, you're right. And they also have Andrew Thomas, that left tackle. So, Cross can be a good right tackle for him. That's a pretty good pairing for their next quarter. I wonder.
1: I wonder where he lined up. Was he a right tackle? I think so. No, he was left.
0: He, he probably played there. left in college, but. Can just switch him to right. Bro. Right,
1: yeah. It's not a not a huge deal, but no. yeah, he so, took all of his he took all of his snaps throughout his entire college career at left tackle. Yeah, Bryce right. Young. Just will, he took four. He took four at right tackle his freshman year. Sorry. There we
0: go. <laughs> there's the switch. Um,
1: there's, yeah, there's the experience.
0: So Bryce Young will love having those two tackles next year. Uh, moving on to the Panthers <laughs> with Nate. Where would you kind of go with this one? Uh,
2: So, we went with Malik Willis in this one, which is quite a bit earlier than what I've seen in a lot of mocks. I see Panthers are definitely one of the teams that are in need of a quarterback. Is their starting quarterback right now? uh, Yes. Is it still Sam Darnold? Or is it – yeah. So, and uh, I've seen that the offensive coordinator said confidently that Sam Darnold was their starter going into – the, the off season and then kind of retracted on that statement, which has kind of caused some controversy. But, um, I think Malik Willis to the Panthers would be pretty exciting. Um, definitely an exceptional arm talent, huge strength, uh, um, his, his, his yeah, his arm strength is a huge, uh, huge, uh, part of his game, but he does kind of get into trouble trying to fit falls, um, into double coverage and whatnot, so. Yeah, I, I feel
0: like this is a job saver pick for Matt Rule and their current GM down there. Yeah. Carolina, do you like the fit, just looking at it from a pure fantasy perspective? Let's say he comes in and after four games of watching Sam Darnold, the owner says, hey, put in, put in Malik. What, what, what do you think he would do translating to the NFL fantasy-wise?
2: Um, that's hard because I I, I do like Carolina's weapons a lot I could see what were you going to say John
1: I was going to say he's Daniel Jones-esque now like in real life Daniel Jones I don't think is as good maybe I mean maybe that's an overstatement but for fantasy Jones can produce Yeah. yeah so I mean he can be a viable like oh I mean, he's not, like, a great streaming option, but, like, if you really don't have any options, you can, mm-hmm. you can pivot to Daniel Jones, and I, I think this would be a similar situation first-year starter week five or six.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Uh, Dynasty, would he he'd have to be, like, QB1 off the board, right?
2: Yeah, I would think so. I would say he's a,
1: a notch above Pickett, for sure.
0: Okay. Not so,
1: super excited about him, but, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Maybe he'll get an exciting new head coach next year. Uh, so, moving on to seventh pick, we have the Giants. I am picking for them. I have them taking Trevon Walker, the athletic freak from Georgia. Not a ton of production, but he's, again, super athletic. So, you're kind of banking on those traits more developing in the NFL. Uh, next, John with the uh, – the wingless Falcons it seems like. Where, where'd you kind of go with them? I feel like they have a lot of holes as well.
1: Yeah, so um, this is kind of like, I guess I look at it in the same sense as Kyle Pitts. Like Kyle Pitts doesn't change your organization, but like it's a championship building block. Yeah. Um, so we went with Derek Stingley Jr. Um, so I guess I didn't realize this necessarily, but he only played three games last year. And like, the games that he played, he didn't have a great season, but his uh, – I think he's a junior. Yeah, so his sophomore and his freshman year, he he had outstanding seasons. He started since he was a freshman in college. He had six interceptions his freshman year, which is, like, incredible. Um, so this one's, like, a risk. I mean, it, it could definitely be a big bolster for that secondary for the Falcons. Right. But – could also blow up on them. So, and especially like I personally think this is a super deep corner draft. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if it pays off for him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think if that's a good value for them too. So, um, next up is the Seahawks. Nate, you have a pick for them, and there's a kind of a different era for the Seattle Seahawks. So, which way did you go with this one?
1: It is. This
2: is the post Russell Wilson era now, and. Uh... Could be the Drew Lock era. We'll see how long that goes for. <laughs> uh, oh, like that was kind of a joke. Half a year. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Drew Lock. But like, <laughs> I
1: can't. The the Drew
2: Lock era might end uh, at, at halftime of, of week one. So we'll see. <laughs> but um, so I went with uh, Akeem Kwanu. Uh, tackle out of nc state um this is kind of interesting he's a really good um run blocker probably one of the better ones out of this class but um this is interesting because there was some chris carson news recently where it's kind of questionable that chris carson could be playing for the seahawks this year um So it it does seem like Rashad Penny might be their guy as of right now, which is kind of scary to think (laughs) about. Um, They'll definitely probably be trying to grab somebody in this draft. Um, But, yeah, this is – it's kind of weird to say, but it is kind of a rebuild mode, mini rebuild for the Seahawks right now.
0: Yeah. um, That is – it's kind of crazy, honestly. So, basically, a lot of teams have them as their – Number one tackle according to reports. So it's a good nine for them. I could totally see the Seahawks trying to trade back and just get like a future first rounder or something because mm-hmm. they're not doing anything next
1: year.
2: Unfortunately. Um question if uh-huh. Malik Willis was still on on the board, Carolina passes him over, do you think Seahawks would take him here? Uh um, at nine. I could see it. it
0: depends how much they yep. like him, but
1: I, I kind of think they would, yeah.
0: I feel Again, like that's probably a more
1: likely scenario. I don't like the pick, but I kind of think it would happen.
0: Yeah. I feel like the more – like, because everybody says this is a down QB year, I could totally see, like, two or three quarterbacks just, like, sneaking their way into this first round somehow. Yeah. Even with, like, the lines at the end of the first round being, like, the third. So, we'll see. Uh, up next, uh, New York Jets. And not necessarily the pick I would make, but I feel like – Garrett Wilson just fits what they're looking for. Like they have Elijah Moore in the slot. So they kind of need a more traditional, like X bigger body guy on the outside. And I feel like Garrett Wilson's kind of their guy. I, I, I was tempted to go with Drake London, but I just feel like he doesn't fit what they're looking for. So Garrett Wilson to go with Zach Wilson. Um, John, how do you kind of feel about that fantasy pairing? kind of looking into next year? Because I feel like a lot of people would put or draft Garrett Wilson ahead of Elijah Moore next year if this happens in fantasy. Say that again? Sorry. Like, do you think more people would – do you think in fantasy drafts, Garrett Wilson would be drafted ahead of Elijah Moore if this happened? Uh. Because I kind of think he would. I wouldn't be one
1: of them, but yeah, I could I can see that happening. Like I I personally just not a big Garrett Wilson or Drake London fan. So there's some bias there and I really like Elijah Moore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I bet, yeah. I mean, like, the rookie wide receivers, especially with the success that they've had lately, like, they just get taken early. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I do think that Wilson would be taken ahead of Moore.
0: Wrongfully so. But, yeah. Yeah. Nate, do you agree with that? For yeah. With I,
2: I think... I, I don't know. I think I might be one of the... in the boat where I would take Wilson ahead of Elijah Moore. I okay. do think Elijah Moore will have a better and more consistent season than he did last year i am an elijah moore owner in in fantasy football or in uh dynasty leagues so i'm kind of hopeful of that
0: but i kind of like garrett wilson's upside yeah i feel like you're swinging with garrett wilson he could definitely finish Mm -hmm. higher but elijah moore's probably safer yeah and and... Garrett wilson's more of a fun pick for being honest so Next up on the board is the commanders at number 11. John, you are picking for them. Which direction are you kind of taking this dysfunctional organization?
1: So this was just best available, and, and I think this guy is kind of a leader. He can step up. He was a captain um, on his college team. So this is Kyle Hamilton, the safety at Notre Dame. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife, do-it-all. He, he lines up everywhere, and he kind of performs. So, I mean – uh, he had he had a good season last year. He wasn't fully healthy all year, mm-hmm. um, but he had three interceptions, and, and I think he's good in coverage. I think he's just kind of an enforcer on defense. So um, this could be... This could... I don't know. I think we could look back on this, and it could be like a Tyler Matthew-esque... Like,
0: yeah, culture or, changer type. Yeah, yeah,
1: for Washington, nice. which they de- desperately need.
0: Yeah, I think so, especially like... If you can put him and Chase Young on the same defense to kind of build the culture around that, I think that's a pretty good pairing moving forward. So I like that pick a lot for him. Nate, you're now on the clock with the Minnesota Vikings.
2: Yeah. So uh, for the Vikings at pick 12, I went with Jermaine Johnson, um, edge out of Florida state. Um, seems like a pretty exciting prospect. Um a very good run defender at edge and he's I think would be a nice addition to what they have already in Minnesota with Daniel Hunter mm-hmm. um, who, who did they sign this offseason also oh, they signed
0: it, uh what's his name, the Smith yes
2: Thank yeah you. so I think he would be a good compliment there um, that would be kind of a pretty nice pretty nice little edge room that would be, be
0: an exceptional edge room honestly yeah that probably be, if we're being honest one of the best in the league so I, that's definitely too good to pass up. So next up is the Texans. And so I was picking for them. I, I don't know. I kind of just wanted to go best available player. And the two guys, at least to me were Drake London. Cause like Drake London for thir- at 13 and Jameson Williams, one of those two was going good. I was kind of up in the air. I decided just to go with the guy who can start from day one. And that's why I picked Drake London. Um, Give Davis Mills some more weapons. I mean, they have Brandon Cooks, who's a pretty good leader in the wide receiver room, which is, you know, er, Brandon Cooks probably the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL, for being honest. And I think it'd be a good compliment to him, right? Because Drake London's kind of a bigger um, guy on the outside. Brandon Cooks also kind of plays on the outside, but can play in the slot too. So I think it's a good kind of wide receiver room they're trying to build there, trying to change, and just kind of get more talent, you know. If mm-hmm. I was the Texans I just take talent every time so uh, anybody have any thoughts about that for fantasy implications? I mean I don't think it really moves the needle much overall for the Texans this year but just maybe like future dynasty outlook if he goes to the Texans or maybe just the player overall
1: yeah I don't love it the but- crickets, crickets. <laughs> yeah crickets I mean I do I do like drink one yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. And Cooks is gonna dominate that until he falls yeah. apart. So he
0: just signed a new, new Chiyo contract, which is crazy. Yeah, but... Good for him. Uh, I wish yeah, it would have been another
1: deal yeah. for him. Like he kinda I think he... he kinda screwed himself a little bit, but
0: No, I think he wants to leave.
1: <laughs> but We're he's just... gonna, he's not gonna get that like big time money at that no. point 'cause he'll be over the hill for sure. Unless he produces which he could. Yeah. I don't know. Not worth talking about
0: much. No. I don't know. Drake London's kind of the one player it's like, if he becomes really good, it wouldn't shock me, but if he just doesn't do anything, that would also not shock me. So,
1: but I mean, Catch him being Jalen Rager in two years. Uh, Ooh.
0: My, my born frog, man. <laughs> He's, yeah. Moving um, on.
1: Yeah, so for the next pick, uh, the Ravens are on the board at pick 14. I had that pick, and I went with, is it George Karloftis? Is that uh-huh. how you yeah, So, um, I think he would have been a really good pick for the Texans organization, because like, he kind of reminds me of J.J. Watt in a sense. Um, he's a little bit undersized, but he, he brings pressure like crazy. And he's another one of those culture changing guys, I think. Um, and especially, like, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't factor this in, but I think, like, going to a school like Purdue. He's smart. I think it gives you – well, okay. But, one of the <laughs> but, yeah, he is a smart guy. Um, it, but, no, I think it gives, like, a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because it's definitely, like, not one of those, like, big time football schools. It's just not. Yeah. And so I think, like, that would kind of go hand-in-hand with the Texans. But I have the Ravens taking him here. And it's also an amazing fit because I feel like the Ravens always take those like enforcer guys that just mm-hmm. have an impact on day one, and I think that he could be that guy for them. So I like it a lot for them. Can't stand it as a Chiefs fan, but we'll
0: deal with it. I understand. So next on the on the clock is uh, Nate with the Eagles. How are you? How are you feeling?
2: Yeah. So this is going to be my. I'm going to have back-to-back Eagles picks at 15 and 18, so this is the first go. Lucky you. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take <laughs> uh, Jamison Williams here, wide receiver out of Alabama. Um, after making this pick, I think it may have been a touch early. I probably could have gotten him at 18 still. Um but we're going to go with him at 15. Um, I'm pretty excited about Jameson Williams. I think he's probably the most explosive wide receiver, even coming off the ACL injury. Absolutely. Um, have you heard anything, uh, like, updates about that? Is he probably going to miss his entire rookie season? Or so what is it kind of sounding like? I've heard it could be, like, good to go by the end of training camp. Is that that's like, what I've heard that as well. It's that's been pretty like, – Rapid
0: recovery. Yeah, that's that's been, like, the hopeful signs. And that's why I think top 15 for Jameson is not out of the question this year. Just because, like, mm-hmm. he's progressing so well. Like, if if he was just doing, like, maybe more of an average or a little above average timeline, I think he would fall a lot more. But, I mean, if you can get him fully healthy by, like, week six, mm-hmm. and, you know, especially to a team that's, again, not trying to, you know, be an Eagles hater, but I don't think we all think they're going to the Super Bowl or a big contender. So if they can take a talent like that and then, you know, just kind of build and maybe push with the playoffs and, you know, just kind of see what happens. I think that's a, yeah. a good pick for them.
2: Man, you'd be seeing the Eagles building a very young roster with kind of a lot of potential talent. But um, if Williams was like, didn't suffer that injury, do you think he would have been top receiver taken this year? Or do you think he would have made it into the top ten of picks for
0: first round? Uh I don't know if he would have made it out of the top five, if I'm being honest. Really? I think yeah. the ooh, I think the Jets would have taken him at four. That's what I
1: was gonna get. I was, I was gonna say the Jets as well. Yeah. because mm-hmm. like, And if the Jets didn't, I think the well no, the Panthers couldn't. Well they the could but the Falcons for
0: sure would. Yeah, because like, who's who's the number one receiver right now? The Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I
1: don't know. Kyle <laughs> <Cowboys>. uh, <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. But. Cordero Patterson. No, like, and that, and that's why I think <laughs> this is like prime range. Honestly, if draft night, if he gets taken by the Falcons or somebody like that, I'm not going to be shocked at all.
1: I, I would still give that like probably an a minus pick yeah I mean, like, for the Falcons um, I mean, like, yeah I was gonna look this up and wait you might remember better than me but this would if the Eagles took Williams would this be the third year first round pick wide receiver in a row that they've had
0: yeah because they had Jalen rager I couldn't remember if was Smith and then because <laughs> I think I don't think the Eagles want to come in like with like, oh, we want to take a receiver. I just think with Williams falling to this, I think they just take the value there. And if this if this is the – out of these three receivers so far, in Dynasty, he's the number one wide receiver yeah. for sure. He might yeah. even be the number one no matter where he goes. So I like that pick of the name. So mm-hmm. we wish he'd fall a little bit farther for uh, to pick 29, <laughs> but I don't think oh, that's yes. realistic. Um So next I have the Saints – Saints kind of need—they're kind of a weird team because they're gonna—I could see them being good, but with also having like a lot of holes, kind of. So I just went with Jordan Davis. Uh, I don't think he's gonna fall this far personally. I just didn't—I just didn't know who would take the fit. So I was just going to to go with Jordan Davis. Athletic freak would really help um, the Saints' overall roster in that D line room. Just be more dominant than already is. So I, I like it right there. Um, so next up on the clock, we have the Chargers with John. But before we get to that, let's take a quick break. Welcome back to the second annual Fantasy chum Mock Draft. We had, we left off, we had a pretty good first round. I feel like that's, Pretty, somewhat realistic. Um, yeah, maybe besides Malik Willis, I don't know. That's the the one we don't know about. But we left off John, Trent McDuffie to the Chargers. What what made you kind of pick him?
1: Um, kind of just need and best available at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's somebody that... I don't personally expect him to fall that far, but I think if, if he's there... Um, I don't think he'll last very long. And I think the Chargers are always up for more defense, especially because of the division that they play in (laughs) now.
0: I mean, yeah, because, I mean, they just signed J.C. Jackson. If you can have Trent McDuffie with Derwin James, that's a pretty pretty solid secondary. (sighs) I hate the Chargers. Um, I hate the AFC West. That's fair. All right. Moving on to get out of this dark time. Uh, (laughs) Nate. With Nate, the GM of the Philadelphia Eagles, what are you doing here? Man? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, with pick
2: eighteen, I went with Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. I don't really know a whole lot about this year. Uh, excuse me, this year's linebacker class. Um, he's athletic. It seemed like yeah, that's kind of been the profile. He's really athletic, um, but and it seems to be somewhat of a need for the Eagles. Um, But I don't know. Linebacker is not always a huge, like high value position. Um, Do you have anything else to really say about him?
0: No. All right. And (laughs) Saints are now on the clock. (laughs) So uh, yeah, Devin Lloyd's a good player. I don't know. Linebackers don't matter. Uh, Moving on to the Saints, they have a lot. <laughs> so, the Saints, I think they'd be sprinting to the podium. Chris Olave, still available. I think they would be over the moon, especially since the Eagles drafted Jameson Williams. I think they felt good with letting him fall and he came back to them. So, I think they take Chris Olave, who some say is the best route runner coming into this draft. Uh, and him with Michael Thomas and whoever else they would throw out there that's, a, that's a pretty good wide receiver room. Um, I guess go Buckeyes. But uh, how do you guys feel about Chris Olave pairing with like Michael Thomas and a James Winston led offense? I, mean, I quite like Saints. that actually.
1: Yeah, honestly, I, I, I don't think he'll fall this far, but if he does, the Saints will be very, very happy and rightful, yeah. so. Yeah,
0: I, I honestly think like them taking him at 16 is pretty realistic. I just took Davis because he's a better value, but – Honestly, dude, Chris Olave is he your favorite landing spot? You think of the wide receivers that have gone so far, compared to Wilson to the Jets, London to the Texans, and
1: 100%. maybe Jamison? I think he would. I think he would outpace Michael Thomas easily. Really, I do.
0: Michael Thomas, I don't know what to make of him. That's probably for a later podcast. But I, I mean, dynasty wise, I think this is awesome because well, Michael Thomas yeah, might be gone after nice. this year. Yeah. so I, I, I like that I do too dare to say my favorite pick of the draft so far you know you just wait till about pick 29 <laughs> well <laughs> we don't know who will be available John so moving on to <laughs> pick 20 <laughs> you're on the clock with the Steelers <laughs> what do you think they're going to do here that, that gave me you would not believe the letters
1: I've been getting vibes <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> next pick is a it's another exciting one. Probably, uh, probably the third or fourth most exciting pick of the draft so far. I would be Pittsburgh Steelers taking none other than Kenny Pickett, Mister Fake side That was awesome. I love that move. That, I think that made him a first round pick whenever he did that. You think um, so? Yeah, I do, <clears throat> but no, he's a, he's an experienced quarterback. He's played a lot in college through for 42 touchdowns last year, 4,300 yards completion percentage was at sixty-sixty-seven 67%. Um, I think that there's a case to be made and this might be unpopular, but I think there's a case to be made for Desmond Ritter. here. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I, I kind of think it's for the same reason. Like he's an experienced quarterback. He's played a lot of football. And he's coming off of, you know, obviously a playoff ending season, but like I think he's probably more of a leader than Pickett is, but I also think that like I mean Pickett went to Pittsburgh. I, I, I think it just makes sense for the Steelers to take him. Yeah. So, so um so yeah, that's that's the pick that I would make if I was the Steelers organization, and I like it quite a bit because I think that he sits under Trubisky for a year.
0: I agree. I was, well, you just answered my question. Darn it, John! I was going to ask when he was going to oh. start first, but you just read my mind. That's how much chemistry we have. Um,
1: but he'll will just... start week week eighteen, I think.
0: Okay. So you think it's just the draft and sit for a year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but he's not...
1: old. Actually, he's kind of old to do that. He's yeah. twenty-four.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I feel what like, like they, they can't sign Mitch the and then give it to Pickett because then I feel like a lot of people would think they're just kind of packing it in for the mm-hmm. year, not saying they should or shouldn't. They totally should, but um, yeah, that's just kind of where I think it'll be. He so. has nobody to throw to, though. <laughs> no, he has Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mid- You're right. They lost their best receiver to the Chiefs. So, um, Nate, you're back on the clock with the New England Patriots. Where do you think you're going with this one?
2: So, I'm going with Andrew Booth. Uh, D-back out of Clemson. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited about him. Um, Mm -hmm. He's getting a lot of uh, player comps seeing our Marshawn Lattimore Mm -hmm. is kind of what people are comparing him to. Um, but I think he'll be pretty impressive um, yeah he, I mean his 2021 stats at Clemson weren't like ridiculous um, Clemson was also but he is ridiculous yeah they were not ridiculous either <laughs> he's 21 21 years old um, he's 21
0: yeah oh gosh he, he I know. okay sorry to interrupt Nate. he's probably the guy the second guy I want the chiefs to get and I think it's realistic mm-hmm. so. Sorry, go go on. Yeah, it'll be kind of tough. I mean, we don't
2: really value corners. Uh, I know he's, but yeah, I mean, this seems like a good fit for the Patriots. Yeah, it just kind of makes sense there. Yeah, hopefully, totally does.
0: Uh, darn it. Well, okay. Hopefully that doesn't happen this Thursday. <laughs> so moving on, I have the Packers, and so I mean, if, if I was doing a realistic draft, I'd probably just you know take like. Tyler Lindenbaum or something, but I'm in charge, and I think what they should do is take a receiver, and I pick Traylon Burks for them. I feel like they'll just like his athleticism, and I feel like they want a guy who they can get the ball to and just make a play, right? Because they lost that with Devontae Adams somewhat, because like they just try to feed him the ball as much as possible, and like obviously now who, who's in the wide receiver room, right? So... Mm-hmm. I definitely think Traylon Burks fits here. It, he, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes before those two. But if he's there for the Packers, I think they'd love it, just getting an athletic guy. Um, I know our good friend Ben, shout out to Ben if you're listening, really loves him. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good fit. And uh, what wh- do you think his range of outcomes would be as a rookie for fantasy football?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is kind of anybody. I didn't really direct it towards either of you.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is barring like any kind of major other signings, I think.
0: Yeah, just just
2: like like not if a Debo Samuel doesn't go to to Green Bay. Yeah, I mean like, I look... could realistically see him getting like a top being a top twenty five receiver. Mm-hmm. Probably being around wide receiver twenty five. Mm-hmm. I just think with he's with his profile, he's gonna get the targets. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know, he's been kind of like my first round wide receiver that's gone under the radar. He's just, sure. he's never really excited me, but I just think he's like, I
0: don't know, has a high floor. Yeah, I definitely think he would probably be my second favorite rookie landing spot for receivers mm-hmm. after Chris Olave, you know, if this is how it plays out. So, you know, if he, I, I just think Burks kind of fits what the Packers need a guy to just kind of make plays, right? Because they have mm-hmm. like, Lazard and a couple other good receivers that can, like, you know, they're pretty good wide receiver twos or 3s And not saying Burks would instantly be a wide receiver one, but just the type of guy they need to to make plays and be mm-hmm. the athletic guy he is because that's kind of how he made his money in Arkansas. So um, that's kind of where I went with that. So move, sticking in the NFC with the Cardinals, John, take your away. This is just a build for the future pick. Um, I...
1: I don't know. I don't see him going any higher than this, and I, I probably don't think he'll get taken here, but he might. Um, Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Um, mm-hmm. At one point, he was projected to be a top 10 pick or maybe even borderline higher than that, but he's a center, so that limits his draft position. So, I mean, I, so Kyler has come out and said that he wants to be in Arizona, and the GM has said that he's not going to get traded. So, at this point, like you have to protect him Um, because, I don't know, he's just a tough assignment. So, I think Linderbaum makes a lot of sense, and they already have so many weapons in that offense. I don't really – I don't see it being an offensive pick outside of O-line. But the defense does need some help. They've lost Chandler Jones, and I can't remember the other guy I'm trying to think of, but I feel like they lost him last season, but I could be wrong. Was it Patrick? Anyway. No.
0: Because oh, they, they yeah. lost him before last season. So
1: Yeah. I was thinking there was another guy on the defensive line. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I think this is just a build for the future and, and stock of line pick that I think makes a lot of sense for the Cardinals. But I kind of yeah. don't think it will happen. But I'd like to see it happen. I like it right. a lot.
0: So, Nate, you're back on the clock with the Cowboys uh, mm-hmm. with – and you took Zion Johnson, Are, did you take this pick to unleash Zeke again next year, or kind of what was your thinking with this?
2: I' really more like Tony Pollard, man. <laughs> no. Um, I just feel like this has been kind of a need for Dallas for a while, and they've just kind of been postponing it, continuing to draft like, uh, I mean offensive talent positions. Yeah. How many years in a row have they drafted a wide receiver? Well, sure. last year... Well, they, they got Micah Parsons last year. Yeah, and the
0: year before that, they had C D Lamb.
2: Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, I mean, with I think this is a need that should be addressed this year. I like Zion Johnson. Um, he's really athletic for his position. Um, he's he's the prob- dude. The probability of the Cowboys making this pick is very low though. There's no way that they do. I just think it makes sense. And if they I were should. there, I probably would. Yeah. But they probably won't. You know? Yeah. I don't, but, I, don't, no. I don't really know what they want. Sorry,
0: go ahead. Didn't mean interrupt.
2: No, 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 no. I I don't know. This this would be kind of interesting to see how if this could start the return for Zeke. Heck
0: yeah. Um, so next up we have the Buffalo Bills. I'm picking for them. And I chose Devontae Wyatt. Uh, I know the Bills are really focused on beefing up that O line. They just, you know, re-signed Stefan Diggs, they have Gabe Davis. Who is that other really guy they signed? They signed a receiver. And I can't remember. Because he like replaced Emmanuel Sanders. I can't remember. But oh man. yeah, you're right. Oh gosh, that's kind of gonna me. I'm gonna look it up later.
2: Uh, James and Crowder. Thank you. Yep.
0: Yeah. That was so a good signing. That's Something. like I don't. They could go receiver. It's like listed as a need, but I feel like I, the the Bills want to win now. Obviously, like they're one of the top three, four Super Bowl contenders. So I feel like Devontae Wyatt just beefing up that D line. It's kind of what they need to do to maybe you know slow down Patrick Mahomes for thirteen seconds, but. I think, you know, that fit could just really boost that defense because, like, I, I feel like the receiver room is really good. I don't know why they would draft one personally. So I think this is kind of a, a safe bet for them. Did you guys like my 13 seconds joke?
1: That was good. Okay, yeah, really Thank you. That in there. <laughs> I didn't even – that was right over my head.
0: That's all right. Yep. Um, yep. John, you're up next with the Titans, and you kind of went uh, – different direction I feel like most people do but I honestly love this pick for them yeah so this is probably not an expected one but I took Christian
1: Watson at the North Dakota State um, I mean I don't know how you can look at him and see anything but Mike Evans um, the dude is just oh my gosh he's I drool over his athletic abilities um, <laughs> and he's 6'4 so I think this is exactly what the Titans need. And A.J. Brown is, like, he's a physical receiver, but Watson can just do more than he can as far as the vertical threat goes. And I think it's an area where the Titans get a lot better with this pick without changing their scheme a whole lot. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I think that's what Julio was kind of supposed to be. He was supposed to be that vertical threat to go and catch touchdowns. Um, and I think Watson can be that guy. I don't think he's gonna be a huge volume guy, but if they can expand their offense and if their Brable could work with Watson and work on his you know his play calling and, and his routes, I think that this could be like a slam dunk of a pick. And the Dude,
0: Titans could get a lot Okay, better. so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you props for this. I I don't think he's probably the best receiver left, but with what the titans have in the receiver room they have obviously aj brown who they're going to sign to an extension it's been rumored it, it's probably already done for being honest um, they just traded for robert woods who's coming off an injury and then if you have Christ, christian watson as your third receiver because after this year they could cut robert woods right so you kind of give christian watson like a year to figure it out because he's coming from north dakota state you know smaller school or not smaller school but you know the FCS school, he's an athletic freak. And if he can figure it out, like him and AJ Brown next year is going to be so good. So like, I, I think they do have bigger needs at the moment. But honestly, I think that's a great pick because yeah, he, he has, I think, personally, one of the highest like ceilings in the draft, maybe one of the lowest floors, too, if we're being honest. So it's like a boomer bust <laughs> pick, but still, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a great pick. What, what do you think about it for fantasy? Like, I don't. I, like, how much do you think um, he does this year in fantasy?
1: I mean, you're probably not like super excited for him in fantasy. I would. I don't know. I haven't done enough like rookie mocks for dynasty, but yeah. like I would definitely think about him in the first round
0: for sure. I feel like you have to, right?
1: I, I, I just feel like
0: do. I feel like the fifth like, good, too because if you get yeah, him, and you it's get, sorry, go ahead. Well, it's like
1: a. Match made, in <clears throat> excuse me. It's a match made in heaven because it would be like the championship teams who would be picking him, and it's mm-hmm. definitely not a pick for this season. It's a pick for next season or the year after that. Right. So, like, honestly, I see a ton of value there. Not necessarily this year, like redraft leagues. Like, yeah, it's probably not even getting drafted. I don't think. No, Thanks.
0: it's definitely got to keep on your radar for maybe like halfway through the season if he figures it out to pick up, well, or like next year. We'll, Will Woods
1: be ready for training Yeah, yeah, because he missed okay.
0: basically all last year, right?
1: Yeah, that's true. I couldn't. Yeah. I didn't really remember his injury, honestly. But yeah, well, he was gone after yeah. like week four, I think.
0: Yeah, so he didn't. He didn't play a ton last year. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that that's a great pick, and honestly, like because of everything we just talked about, that's why he's been rumored to a lot of these teams, like the Packers, the Titans, the Chiefs, even the Bills a little bit. Um, so it definitely would. The Bills would be down. nice if they signed him. Oh, or if they drafted him yeah I don't want to think about that so Nate, um, you have the Tampa the Tom Brady Buccaneers where are Tom you gonna go with this
2: so this is my either fourth or fifth offensive line that I've taken this draft but I'm taking Kenyon green um, guard out of Texas A&m um, he's a good pass blocker uh, it's definitely something the bucks needed to shore up Um so I just think the pick makes sense. We kind of chatted about this before that if it got to this point and the board shook out how it has, we think the Bucks could trade back here, um, mm-hmm. just based off their positional needs. So I mean, any not a very exciting pick, but it just kind of makes sense for where they are.
0: Yeah, because when you lose, was it, Kappa was the guard, right, John?
1: Sorry, say that again.
0: Alex Kappa was the guard, right? That signed with the bingles right because i honestly can't tell you sounds right i know marpet was the guy who retired he was the center right it it was one of the two no so
1: So the center is ryan jensen jensen but he retired or did he come back no
0: he's back
1: marpet retired he was the guard he was the guard
0: okay yeah so he okay thank you so he retired and Kappa signed elsewhere. So they they're missing their two starting guards. I and mean, when you have a quarterback like Tom Brady, gotta protect them. So and speaking of protecting, Packers back on the clock. I guess I'm in charge of the Packers today. I took Bernard Bernard Rainman from Central Michigan, kind of out of their backyard a little bit. John, you were telling me beforehand, he's one of the highest rated tackles in college. Uh, I don't really know who the right tackle is for the Packers. I think it was somebody pretty old, so I'm sure it's something they're looking to improve upon to protect Rodgers. And I think with the way the whole Rodgers scenario has worked out, getting him trailing Burks as a good receiver on the outside and then just protecting him more, I think it'd make Rodgers happy too. So it's kind of a win-win in my, in my head. But moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs. We have back-to-back picks, twenty-nine and thirty. John, you are slated to make the first one, and Nate, you got the second one. We can kind of walk through all the scenarios if you want to. But, um, John, where do you think we should? The Chiefs should go with this one if we were Brett Beach. So, I mean, we all have
1: like different opinions on this, and, and I'm definitely not opposed to this because, like, the reality is is that we're not going to get you Danielson know, Williams unless we trade up. No. So
0: <laughs> this is, <a> dream set.
1: <laughs> so like, I don't know. I mean, this is by no means an easy pick because it, it gives me Derek Stingley vibes just because we're drafting off of what this player has done in the past and not necessarily what he's been able to do recently. So we went with George Pickens. And yes! <laughs> I know everybody's very excited about it. Yes! <laughs> um, Probably no one's more excited than Leighton, so Leighton, just go for it, buddy.
0: Yes, I love this pick, dude. If we get George Pickens, I'm I'm running down the hall of my apartment complex. I'm gonna be so happy. Um, it, he if he didn't get hurt this past year, everybody said he'd probably be like a top ten, top fifteen pick. So the talent's there. His freshman year, he blew up. Um, He got hurt, like, before the season even started, but came back and played in, like, the playoff games and helped Georgia win a national championship. So he was pretty good in those, obviously. Um, One thing I think it's not talked about enough is he didn't – like, who who was the best quarterback he had in college over the past three years? (laughs) Like, Jake Fromm? Yeah. Like – I didn't even think about that, honestly. Because, like, what he did his freshman year, especially because he had the full season – um, that's kind of why I think a lot of people like him so much is just because if he was able to do that, and even in the playoff game against, like, Alabama, and I think they – did they play Michigan?
1: Yeah, they dismantled them. It yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, and so,
0: like, he did that against the other top two teams with Stetson Bennett, who probably won't even get drafted when he comes out um, no to the NFL. So he
1: has, no, he has negative chance of getting drafted.
0: Nate, yeah. I'm gonna kind of pass it to you. You you kind of <laughs> compared him to AJ Green, right? Yeah, that was that's
2: funny because we've kind of been like, there's a draft guide that we reference quite a bit and gives really good information. And that was their player comp that they put in was George Pickens being AJ Green. Uh, comparison but I made that comp just like <laughs> even before I looked at the guide it was before so it was came kind of out too to get, yeah it was kind of funny to get that reassurance but um but yeah that's kind of what it looks like I mean just a physical specimen um very exciting uh fit I think for the Chiefs being that x type guy um I mean yeah the the Chiefs fan base has definitely hyped this pick up I think everybody would be really excited for it, um, but yeah, well, like what John said, the, the drafting him on what he's done in the past, not as much what he's done recently, is kind of a bit of a concern. But I'm
0: willing to overlook that for the time. <laughs> One thing that's kind of crazy is like, okay, let me transition to this. Fantasy wise, where does he rank, kind of, with all the other receivers taken in the first round, right? Like, where would you put this fit? Compared to the others, just for this like upcoming year, not, or just like just for upcoming season? Here. Is that what you said? Y- yeah, just for this next upcoming season.
2: Um, I'm probably comfortable putting him at at three. Mm-hmm. I think behind Olave and Traylon birds Yep, John. and then I think I like Pickens where he is. Because
1: mm. so I'm go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say I agree with Nate because I think the other two is gonna get way more opportunities and touches, but if we're talking about dynasty, I think it changes a lot.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll look at it from a redraft standpoint. Yeah, like, I think he's probably worth like a tenth or eleventh round pick. Mm-hmm. Because, like at that point, you're just taking flyers anyways, and he's gonna step in as the wide receiver too. You know, and like he very easily could take over the wide receiver one by week three. You know, so I I don't know. I mean, Juju and Mahomes have that rapport already, but I could see Pickens very quickly stepping in, like almost like C. D. Lamb. Like, I don't mean that he's the same type player as C. D. But like C. D. just stepped in the Cowboys' office and just or Cowboys' offense and just kind of ran with it,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he was like never doubted. So I can see Pickens having the same sort of impact on the Chiefs offense. But, like, from a dynasty perspective, like, I probably look at him around like, oh, I don't know. Like, he's a risky first-round pick, but, like, I feel like you have to take him, like, between four and eight.
0: Because, like, the the one thing I think that'd be so enticing from a dynasty perspective, too, uh, is just, like, He's paired with Mahomes, too, for, like, the next right. five years. So, like, if it hits, you get Mahomes' number one weapon for the next five years. Okay, sorry, number two weapon behind Kelsey, but number one receiver. Is... That'd be tempting to pass up, personally.
1: I mean, not to talk about this, but, like, Kelsey's probably only going to be the number one for, like, another three years, maybe. Yeah. Which is sad, but, like.
0: Oh, dude, when when he retires, it's, it's going to be a.
1: There will be tears.
0: Stuff. Oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, so, obviously, we, we love that pick. A-plus grade from Leighton. Um, Nate, do you want to take away the, the second pick for for the sure. Chiefs here? Because, I mean, it doesn't really matter. We got a future home for on our team. Yeah, it
2: really doesn't matter. We got the GOAT. Um, <laughs> this one's a little bit less exciting, again. Uh, but the Chiefs are going to take um, defensive end Boye Mafe out of Minnesota. Um I think we were kind of between uh, Mafe, and know, Ojabo right here. Yeah. Um, we just went with Boya Mafe um, due to Ojabo's injury. I think Ojabo is probably the better fit for the Chiefs, um, but Boya Mafe is good. He's a pretty explosive uh, pass rusher, but n- not great at the run defense. Is, is that kind of his
0: weakness? Um, he's um, no Mafe is actually like. The the one thing I've seen about him is he doesn't have a lot of like technical pass rush moves yet, mm-hmm. so he kind of needs to develop that. He's actually not he's actually good against the run, um, so he's a pretty solid overall DN. But I feel like that's kind of like what Spags wants is like good against mm-hmm. the run and you know like good against like if has a pass rush instead of having like a more of a specialist role. But I, I think this is a great pick because I think he honestly he probably start day one. Like opposite Frank Clark, right? I mean, I don't know who else would start. So, like, unless we can get Ingram back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we, yeah, if we re sign Ingram, then he's starting. But if not, just as the roster is right now, he's probably starting. And I think obviously Ojabo has a higher ceiling, right? I don't think anybody would argue that. It's just, I think the Chiefs would take Mafe just because they always want to be competing. And I think it'd be tough to kind of sell the the team and then the fans. Honestly, anybody, on taking a guy who's basically not going to play this year and hoping yeah. he pans out for next year. So that's kind of where I'm at. But um, So we spent a long time on the Chiefs, so let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. 31, I went with Kair Elam out of Florida, a long athletic cornerback who doesn't get burned as much as Eli Apple, I think that's something they're looking for. Just kind of improve that defense. Because they already dressed the O-line, so I just here, think they obviously don't need a receiver. And, yeah, that's kind of where I think they'd go just to kind of shore up that defense. I like the pick.
1: He very easily like might not be there. Like, I can see the Chiefs True, it. I can see the Chiefs taking it, but the Chiefs or don't value cornerback. Like... I mean, he could go, well, uh, he could go before, but he probably,
0: it, uh, yeah, maybe. he
1: maybe, yeah, so yeah. I'll close this out with
0: the Lions,
1: yep, I oh, will, um, so <laughs> this one's kind of sad, but um, I think the Lions in this case would take Punjabo. Um they know they're not going to compete next year, and he's a Michigan guy in the first place, so <clears throat> why not take, you know, the hometown kid and and hope things get better next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I think one thing that the Lions are going to try to do is just build up more talent on the roster, yeah. not necessarily focus on, like, a quarterback or anything. So they already took Kayvon Thibodeau, and if they can get Ojaba, who if he pans out, you got him and Thibodeau for the next four years, that's, that's pretty good. So I, yeah. I like that as well. Yeah. Well, our. Boys, That was a ton of fun. Just kind of quickly, let's just go through. Um, I'll start with Nate. Give me your favorite pick that we made, in just in terms of fantasy, since we are a fantasy football podcast. In just in terms of fantasy. Yeah, so it can still be any position. You're probably not picking defense, but... <laughs> Just favorite fantasy pick.
2: Yeah, so it's gonna have to be a wide receiver. I'm not very excited about the quarterbacks taken this year, just for this season's fantasy purposes. Um, it's, I'm gonna say it's Traylon Burks actually. Traylon right. Burks to the Packers is is what kind of probably excites me the most. The more I think about it, I think I really like the fit there. I just I know it kind of probably came in as a high projection at wide receiver 25. Um, But like I said, barring any major uh, like veteran signings, I just I don't think Lazard and the wide receiver room right now is capable of really carrying that offense. And I just I don't see a world where there's no wide receivers in the top 25 with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. I just think he's going to get the opportunities. I think I really like it there.
0: That's true. John, who, who's your favorite pick? Um, besides so,
1: works, just to change it up. <laughs> uh, I would, I would probably agree with what Nate just said. <clears throat> but um, since I have to give a different answer, I will go with Chris Alave uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Um, I, I don't really feel like he's going to end up there, but if he does, I think the Saints are going to be incredibly happy. Um, they're getting a really good receiver who – I mean, even his junior year, even though he only played seven games, I mean, he he still – he had 50 receptions on 59 targets. So he was incredibly efficient, Um, still brought in seven touchdowns. He's had two double-touchdown seasons. Um, I just think that it will be kind of a focused on the future pick for the Saints because obviously they don't have their championship quarterback and Michael Thomas is on his way out, so – I think that they get their new wide receiver one, and for fantasy, like, I could see Olave ending up, like, in the wide receiver two range easily, so somewhere between 20 and 10 um, on his ranking for the full season, so um, just watch out, there's a little bit of a sleeper pit kind of later in the first round there.
0: Yeah, well, you guys took my top two, so... I guess I'll oh, talk. Sure, About, sure, talk about sure George Pickens some more. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that was your third Quist pick. my arm. I'm so glad I went third. George Pickens is definitely my pick. Um, again, I don't know how much he's really going to do this first year, but I'm just—I'd be over the moon if it happens. So I'm just trying to.
2: No, gas him up, it. gas him up. Why no. are you so excited about
0: him this year? Um, because he's a stud, man. He's a—he's a top ten talent. Because of injury, he's this far. With some maturity issues, he got in a fight. I saw his freshman year, which, you know, that was a couple of years ago. You know, second chances are always good. But, I mean, what I honestly like it the most for is like Mahomes and just the offense as a whole, right? Because if you have Kelsey Pickens, Juju, and MVS, and you have Ronald Jones and Clyde in the backfield, I think Mahomes is going to go scorch earth with that, and then. To the moon, man. So. This is a really interesting uh,
2: idea, but if we if we did draft George Pickens, are you more excited about this year's offense, even in the absence of Tyree Kill, as opposed to last year's offense?
0: Uh probably
2: You're yeah, not, John.
1: True. Not even close, unfortunately. See, I
2: I am. I think I think it's gonna be it's weird, but I think we'll be more efficient and. It's gonna be just a committee job. I don't know yeah. if we're gonna have a wide receiver in the top twenty. Maybe I'll, I'll say top fifteen. I think somebody breaks top twenty. But Kelsey's gonna be tight end one. I just think I'm I'm more excited about it. I think the the roster of of let's say Pickens, um, Juju, who am I forgetting? Hardman and M V S sounds a lot better than I mean, it's tough to replace Tyreek. You can't replace Tyreek, but Byron Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson. (laughs) Because
0: last year, uh, I feel like the offense looked more in a slump in this upcoming Mm -hmm. year with all those guys. I feel like it'll be more balanced and then you can kind of, you know.
1: We'll get to see Mahomes do something that we haven't seen before, which is, like, truly spread the ball around. Like, not because he has to, but, like, because he can.
0: Yeah, and And so, like, yeah, I feel like the, the floor got raised in the wide receiver room. And, you know, with everything being all the focus instead on Kelsey and Hill is now may- maybe just stopping Kelsey and then just trying to stop all the receivers, I think would be a pretty good. I am yeah,
1: so, Honestly, excited for Juju. Like, I am I too. Man, really, I am too. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up like top 12. And yeah. that's like a big ask. But like, just target hog. See. Yeah. I mean, like, he, I don't know. I mean, because he'll hit 100 receptions, I assume. And which, like, isn't, like, a huge milestone anymore. But, like, how many targets does he get? Like, 140? Maybe, dude. I mean, that's a lot. And we'd have to throw the ball a lot. But I think yeah. we will. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, we're going to throw the ball more in our divisional games than we ever have since Mahomes yeah. has is here.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but.
1: but what an episode, next excited.
0: Oh, what a fun episode. Hey, appreciate you guys all listening and enjoying listening to us nerd out a little bit. Um, we'll probably catch you guys after the actual draft, so probably no podcast next week. Just probably going to be enjoying the, the draft and watching the Chiefs build the next phase of their dynasty around Mahomes. homes. So yeah. we'll catch you guys next week, but enjoy your weekend. your week and enjoy the draft. Thanks so much, everybody. Yep. Thanks guys.